You are listening to the Phoenix Podcast with UK life and wellbeing coach Zoe Thompson. Meaningful and light-hearted conversations packed with hints, tips and advice to help you live the life that you want with confidence. Like, subscribe, share and make sure you stay tuned to create the tomorrow you want while learning to love your today. Um, Zoe from Phoenix Life and Wellbeing Coaching, good afternoon and thank you for joining. So you are tuned in to Fire 5 at Phoenix. If you've not seen these before, it's a fairly simple concept because I like to keep things simple. Basically, I have been asking and inviting people on each week to come and ask me five questions. So the, we have a theme each month. So Phoenix has a theme each month. And the theme this month has been the relationship with ourselves and the relationships with other people and how that kind of impacts us. So that's been the theme this month. So Joe is our fourth guest on this topic and we've actually got a fifth one coming in on Monday. Um, so Joe, thank you for joining us. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, thank you Zoe. Yes, my name's Jay Richards. I have several hats as you uh, as you know and um, I, this subject, subject really really interests me because I have spent gosh the last 25 years doing daily self-development um, and I am uh, recently launched as a happiness life coach um, and so it's interesting to I've been on quite a big journey recently on LinkedIn I shared it in four parts I did a timeline in four parts um, and in the Brené Brown style did lots of vulnerability and revealing to people about uh, what I do and why I'm so interested in self-development so this subject is amazing I love Brené Brown. She is one of my favourites and that courage courage and vulnerability and sharing your story, especially when you share it for the first time is it's a big step. So yeah, well done for you. Well done you. you. So you have five questions for me today? I do have five questions for you. Okay, should we get straight to it? I am, I am ready if you are. I just one thing I wanted to say is when we spoke about doing this um, in Brené Brown style, the courage that you have in letting us ask you five questions that you know nothing about uh, <laughs> just completely um, radiates the talent that you have and that you are and the things that you offer other people. So I'm super excited to hear what you've got to say every day is a school day which is fantastic so the first question is um in your experience as a coach what is the top problem people seem to experience in the relationships with themselves oh good question top problem oh, i okay so i i actually think that when we i think a lot of what i what i hear from people and and i think something that i experienced myself um to be honest is we we wear lots of different hats don't we we wear a work hat and you said didn't you that was exactly in your introduction i wear lots of different different hats i have lots of different roles and i think the biggest challenge for a lot of people is losing the identity with themselves when they're not wearing any of those hats so you know we've got parent hat work hat 
you know you can be a boss you could be like part of a team you might have different roles in in different worlds you know the partner hat the parent hat a, a big big hats to wear and I you know you just sometimes when when I have those initial conversations with people and they're like oh I do this and I do that it's very much around the human doing rather than who they are and what's important to them what their passion is what their purpose is you know what lights them up what what are they about what's important to them and quite often that's quite often linked to the role that they play with other people rather than who they when you're in an empty room who are you and I think that's probably what a lot of people struggle with and even though they might know some of it I think sometimes they struggle to verbalize it but I think if you've been through a period of change or your circumstances have changed or your job's changed I think that almost shakes that identity a little bit and I think reconnecting connecting with who they are and what's important is probably the biggest that's probably what i hear most of that, I think that well, dare, dare i say it i think that i know for me um i do work from home but all of all of it's amalgamated together you know your husband's yeah. home to home you've got to home school i think it's really been uh, in a positive way I think and I'm not saying I've struggled I've had challenges um, and I've had to rejig but I think in a positive way it has made people go oh hold on a second and reevaluate um, yeah. how they're going to do things moving forward so that leads on to my next question of okay. when you've got somebody that has that is one of their fundamental problems what's your top tip or your top technique to help them with that struggle well how to how to just reconnect with with that with that yeah. self-identity yeah um I, so it, it, again it's, some, it's something that we end up working working through so um the ikigai, the Japanese reason for being, that's come up quite a lot. So I've I've been using it for a couple of years, um, either with one to ones or it's part of, part of Thrive. But I've been using it for a little while. But I'm seeing it, especially since lockdown. I'm seeing people refer and mention to it a lot more. So finding your purpose. Um, so looking at what what's enjoyable to you, what are you good at, what does the world need that you can contribute to. So I think there's probably two, I think it depends who I'm talking to as well. Um, but I will either help have that conversation that sort of, uh, you know, we can dedicate a whole coaching session on just working out what that, what the purpose, what their purpose is, what they feel their purpose is, what is their reason for being here? What do they contribute? Um, but sometimes it's more about their needs how they how they fulfill their needs but I think purpose is probably the main one of just sitting and thinking about okay what do I get excited about you know what would I get up in the morning for even if there wasn't money in the bank as a result you know what I, mean, I can see it I can see when you talk to people there's a difference between how they talk about certain things and then all of a sudden they'll start talking about something and their face lights up and they get much more animated and you're like okay this is it tell me more about this why is this important to you why do you enjoy this why is this important for you to have in your life and when you start to peel those layers off you start to get to that 
minimize that fundamental layer at the bottom of why that's important and that's that purpose is is there and interestingly the coaching course that I'm on at the moment we've been looking at purpose um, which has been great for me and we did uh, a practical coaching session yesterday um, and I they put us in in little rooms with other people on the course and I'm I'm in a room with um, somebody from America and somebody from Australia. Last time I was with somebody from um, California and somebody from Japan. So just hearing people talk about what's important to them, either as coaches or as, as individuals, and just some of the differences with culture and religion and, and their upbringing, fascinates me but you can you can tell when when people when you get start getting close to that subject people just light up literally like you know you can see in in those changes so I think it's, it's almost one of two questions isn't it is what what's really important to you but also what could you you know what what could you not live without what's really important for you to have in in your world that's not necessarily connected to anybody else because I think that's the challenge for a lot of people is we connect what's important to somebody else either partner parent children it's connected perhaps to a role we play or a person who's with us rather than what we can do that's not necessarily outside of ourselves that's something we carry within yeah, I always long answer to a very short question. But fantastic because there's loads in there that will help so many people. I always say to people when I have a similar conversation, is the answers are inside you. It's just about getting them, bringing them up yeah. to the surface. Um, I love that sentence. It just and so you've just literally said very similar to uh and I'm pretty sure we've had a conversation about this um, a few times ourselves. Um, yeah. And so, second, leading on to my um, no, my that's was that no, this is my third question. <laughs> so I um, think if you end up sneaking an extra one in there, I'm not going to notice until I sit and upload the video after. Anyway, it'd be too late by then. Too late by then. Um, so it's on a similar. Um, theme to the first question as in in your experience as a coach what's the top problem that people seem to experience um and this time with relationships with others Ooh, what's that what's the top problem in their relationship with other people mm. so the, the first thing that sprang to my mind was communication um but then on the back of that I do think, and this was something that came up in conversation on, on previous um, previous versions of these, is that when we're not connected with ourselves, it's very hard for us to make a true connection to somebody else. Because if we don't understand what's important to us and what we want, how can somebody else understand that and meet that with us or meet us halfway with that? Um, and I think communication probably plays a big part in that. But communication was my initial, that was probably my instinctive response, because with a lot of a lot of the challenges within relationships, it's just having that conversation, telling people what's important, why it's important, why, you know, why do certain why do you feel certain ways about certain things, talking through your emotions, your and what's going on. And I think quite often that 
that's where there's a bit of a disconnect. And I and I do think certainly when you look at a good relationship, the communication is really good. You know, they've got good equal communication in both listening and both acknowledging what the other person is saying as well as communicating well what it is they want um and it's a conversation i've had with somebody this morning of you know just you know they said actually my partner doesn't naturally respond in that way so i have to say to them actually can i please just have a hug okay so and that's it that's what they want and so they've communicated what was needed in that moment and so i i do think that communication plays a big part but it's both sides it's not just saying what it is that you feel and what it is you want um, and it's also the acknowledging how the other person feels and listening to what the other person is telling you that they want as well and then having that conversation of the the listening and acknowledging as well as that clear communication yeah that was amazing and that, i did have a fourth question and you've kind of already tapped on a few but it's okay. what was your top tip for somebody that may be having um communication problems and i think i don't know i believe the universe delivers if you're not learning something it delivers the same situation but with a different person um because you obviously aren't learning what you need to learn um so yeah is there is there a, i don't know if there's a one thing fits all but obviously one thing that that i've thought about a lot recently is that people we all bring our past and our own perception and we're looking through our own lens when we're talking to somebody um and we all forget that i think mm -hmm. and so is there a technique or a tip that you could give somebody that possibly isn't listening or enough or or not setting boundaries enough? So I, I, I think one of the best things I ever heard um, in terms of communication is there's there's all, there's the difference in, in conversation, isn't there? There's, there's what you think, what you're thinking through in your head, what you want to say, and then what you actually say. And, and I, when I say actually say, I mean, not just in terms of the words that leave your mouth, but also the tone and the pace and the inflection that comes with it that can sometimes alter that meaning. And then you've got the person who you're talking to and there's not just what they hear, bearing in mind people will have different and people will have different perceptions um, in terms of tone, pace, body language that will be different for different people in how they read that but also how they then understand what it is that you're saying so which i think is linked into what you were saying about you know people have their own experiences they have their own belief system and so if you've had somebody who said the same thing to you some time ago but it had a different intention or a different meaning you're going to probably add that in to process what this person in front of you is now saying. Um, and so then your response is may not be on a response to the person who's in front of you. It's a response based on a previous experience. So I think to link in two things here. Firstly is checking that the person you're talking to has understood 
what it is you're trying to say and not just understood it for them, but understood what you intended. So not just their perception, but what you intended when you spoke to them. But secondly, it's that it's that mindfulness element of staying present with the person that you're with and the situation that you're in and working and it, it does take some work to leave previous experiences aside and not bring those past experiences into a present situation. So I think that would be my the two two things. I know you asked for one, but that would be yeah. two things is check that the person has fully understood what you what you said and what you intended that there hasn't been a miscommunication or a misunderstanding but secondly if you're the person listening to leave previous experiences leave what other people have done and how other people have behaved aside this is not them this is not that situation this is somebody different and it's a new situation and being present to that person that you are is talking to you and that you are listening to mm, that that's amazing one sentence yeah no that definitely answers that one sentence springs to mind a lady said to me many years ago don't use the past as your yardstick for the future don't measure it and that really resonated with me for some reason I, and i always think of that when um yeah you know when i'm thinking about relationships and, and that kind of thing that's amazing mm. so we're on question five already i can't believe it where's wow. the time going so what is your top overall habit to, uh, for us to have to ensure lifelong happiness with ourselves and others? So that may be, is it two questions <laughs> wrapped in one? Mm. So what's, what's a habit that we can have that gives us lifelong happiness for the relationship with ourselves and relationship with other people? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question to end on as well. Um, I think habits, a habit. I, uh, mm, okay, in my, the word that jumped into my head is appreciation. Um, I know gratitude is, is the, is the word that a lot of people use. I have listened to a few things recently where it's talked about the difference between the meaning of gratitude and the meaning of appreciation and being appreciate we can appreciate things both inside and outside of ourselves whereas as gratitude has a slightly different um slant on it i like i i think i have a preference for the word appreciate so i think showing appreciation showing appreciation for who you are and where you're at even if you are still at, well, we're all a work in progress um, but the appreciation for who you are and where you're at, your journey that you've already been on, I think is really important. Um, so even if you're forward focused and you're still working to progress and you're still um, making changes and working on yourself, I think just that appreciation for who you are and everything that you've contributed to and people that you've contributed to is really important. And then in the same way of the appreciation of people who are around you, but also the people who've been with you so far as well and what they have contributed to who you are now, whether even if that's maybe from a learning aspect, so a more uncomfortable, negative 
interaction or you know that if even if that was something that taught you a lesson um, and you took learning from that relationship it's still that appreciation of okay that's actually played a part in who I am today and where I'm at and so I think it's I think appreciation is a good daily habit it's uh, but I think also not necessarily just that while you know while you're brushing your teeth or while you're sitting with your cup of tea in the morning what do you appreciate that just general every day when things happen of just taking that moment to go oh, I really appreciate that that's just happened or in conversation one of my favorite sayings and it's I think it's quite an American saying um, is I really appreciate you and I just think that's such a lovely message or thing to say but it's also something that's really nice to hear you hear thank you a lot but I think sometimes when somebody says thank you I really appreciate you or I really appreciate that you took time to do that or that you did that for me it's just it's got a it's like a slightly richer meaning to it so I think daily appreciation is important um but I think that's not always mindful if you're doing it out of habit I think it needs to be a very mindful genuine in the moment present oh, I really appreciate that I have that or I really appreciate you or that that's happened I'm intrigued I, yeah I was torn between gratitude or always showing up authentically so that takes vulnerability obviously but yeah I, I hope that I do I do I am one of those people that kind of wears my heart on my sleeve um and I've just become much more willing especially over the last sort of decade to reveal my vulnerability um I'm not I think years ago I used to be quite embarrassed if I cried and that sort of thing but um I'm still I'm still slightly uncomfortable with it but I just think if that's what the moment you know brings forward yeah. then it's okay actually to show that vulnerability I think that's it's really interesting because that was one of it, not a direct question but that was one of the questions that Kelly asked about what what is it about getting to the age that we're at where you just become more accepting of yourself and much more comfortable in being authentic and just saying Do you know what this is who I am this is how this is how I am this is what I'm about and actually if if that doesn't fit with you that's cool you, you go and find go and find the people that that fits with and so I think that fits in with that showing up and being authentic I and mean, it's just it is that acceptance isn't it that not everybody is for us and we are not for everybody and that's okay that there will be some people that you connect with and some people who you will have a more temporary connection with and then things change and, and you move on but I think if you always show up in that authentic way and show people who you are those connections will be more authentic and they're likely to last a yeah. lot longer because you're rather than that sort of initial couple of weeks or couple of months where you're trying to be somebody who you think they want you to be and then it's like okay I can't do that anymore and you show your true self the connection is going to separate anyway because it was never a, a true honest connection so yeah I think authentic that's a really 
really good one. I think it's a, that's a real tough challenge for a lot of a lot of people in sort of standing in that space and saying, oh, I know I don't fit with what you think this should be or this should look like or that how I should be behaving or the choices that I make, but this is what works really well for me. And I wake up in the morning happy and I go to bed fulfilled and so I'm good I'm good with that is is as tough for a lot of people. If you are coming from a place of kindness and love, then generally, you know, I, I've always felt there's enough room for all of us. I think we're all totally different and that's cool. Um, I do have boundaries. Um, what if, if I ever do like a personality test, truth for, as never change, that's my top one. I need to know the truth of something. Um, and I require that within my relationships. Um, and it is just, you know, it's my top one, always has been. Um, and, and so some people won't fit in with that. Some people yeah. aren't able to deliver that and that's absolutely fine too. Um, but then they don't fit with me. So that's mm -hmm. also fine. Like that, you know, it's, it's and when you're a parent, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you're, it's what you're teaching your children yeah. um, about all of that as well. So yeah, it's... The, the challenge yeah. as a parent is that you're, you you want to instill what's important to you and your children but at the same time you're trying to shape them into young adults who can find their own authentic self and so knowing when to influence that and knowing when to step back and let them find their own way with it because oh, we all want to build a little mini version of ourselves don't we let's let's face it that's kind of we want our children to be to, to show, you know be a part of who we are but we also want them to be there be their own person and be their own kind of make their own decisions and, and live a life that makes them happy. It's not, they, you know, it's not about them living a life that makes us happy. It's about them finding their own way and go for making their own mistakes, but also that. So I think when they have a different set of values, um, although they might be similar, but I think when, when they have a different set of values, sometimes that's like, oh, okay, that's, diff that's different, but okay, that seems to be working for you. And, yeah it's um i've always had and i've always been like this um from very young i didn't understand how there was a difference between how people treated me as a child and say my mum and then as i've got older i as, as me as a person because i'm just like they are little adults uh, who deserve complete respect and we need to nurture them along i obviously am quite a protective mum um and i know try not to be overbearing you kind of look at how you deal with things don't you um but i've always had in my mind i've always thought children are little adults and so therefore um that's how they should be treated um and we're, we're here to nurture them and help help them and help you know aiden bashed both his knees yesterday i was devastated um I fell over fresh air apparently um and, you know and obviously not running so, so you do find yourself saying certain sentences and things, but you, it's interesting how, how we do nurture them. My two children are completely different and they are, I think, in my mind, um, I do struggle sometimes like in school and things because I'm like, I, I don't understand why you're being restrictive like that because they are little mm -hmm. adults. And I just feel like sometimes 
maybe I'm the only person that thinks that. I don't know. Do you feel like that with children? I just think. Oh, well, I, I, I get it's parenting is such a, it is such a, it can be quite an emotive subject, isn't it? Because we, I think when, when different people parent in different ways, so, so always tread very lightly around this one. But so my, I mean, you know, my son's now 18, so he now is officially an adult. Um, and it's, but it's that whole, I think you're right, it is nurturing, but it's also, from my point of view, my kind of, um, I guess my approach to parenting was always about giving him the skills and the tools he needs to be an adult. And that comes at different times for different children. Um, you know, some children are ready for it before others. And I, you know, I don't think even there's a, you know, by a certain age, they should be doing certain things because every child is, is individual in the same way that every adult is individual. But it is in a very nurturing way, isn't it? And I know that when um, my son made the decision to go away for a year at college at 16, that, you know, that felt like a really, it, for me, it was like, okay, this is, this is quite a, it is a significant decision. It's a big decision. It's not a permanent decision. Um, but actually it needs to be his decision, you know, and, and, and it was an, it was a very interesting conversation for both of us in that I said to him, you know, you get my support 100%, whatever you choose to do, but you've got to go and live this. So you have to make that decision of what you feel is right for you. However, it's not a permanent decision. So, you know, in a couple of months time, if it's not the right decision for you, we'll make a different decision and it can change. But, you know, just to sit and watch him as, an, as a 16 year old making that kind of decision as a parent and it, just trying to do it in a nurturing, supportive way. But, you know, at the end, I had to take that step back here. This is not my decision to make. And actually, what's the best thing I can do to support him as a parent in this? And it was to just for him to know that he had my full support decide you know to decide what he wants to do saying that he fell over cut his elbow yesterday and I'm still you know there with the pseudocream and the plasters and and completely <laughs> so I guess there's some elements of he's going to kill me for saying that that is the funny thing isn't it <laughs> yeah and he's like six six foot three with his beard and lord knows what else he really doesn't need me to be putting pseudocream on his elbow but you know it was like have you cleaned it have you you know have you you know he's like just like dab, it, dab, a, dab a sock on it and you know it's all right it's not bleeding fine. anymore it's fine yeah yeah we still have the uh yeah the, the mum gene is always there doesn't matter how um how much very dominant very what dominant gene very dominant. There was two things that came up for me then. One was um, I'd read, but please don't ask me to quote where I where I've read it. But I read it a couple of times that we don't actually become an adult until we're fifty. Did you know that? So actually, we're still not adults. Our brain. Well, that's that's given me a license for lots of things. <laughs> I know. Me too. I'm like I'm so not old enough. So, so yeah, something is very overrated as well. Very overrated. Yeah. And definitely, as you get to a certain point like we talked about before you kind of go backwards don't you go it's like it's okay to be playful now I don't have to be serious whereas no. when you're younger you're like I'm an adult but um yeah apparently mm -hmm. mentally we are 50 when we actually become adults okay so I got a few years of excuses yet then that's good I'm good with that 
I've only got a couple more, but there we go. Uh, moving on. And the other thing was when you were talking about the situation uh, with your son being 16, um, very, very evident that when you spoke to him, you weren't coming from a place of fear, even though that's mm -hmm. potentially what you were feeling. You yeah. were coming from a place of love. And like that's yeah. amazing. It's amazing to be able to let them go and make their decision. And yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think it's the the balance for me is that I I'm not it's, there was the, the there is there's always going to be a a fear isn't there it's just balancing that out for his fulfillment and the 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 fulfillment that he had in that step that he took and that journey that he went on massively outweighed any any fear so I think it was just get that perspective isn't it of you know, this isn't. This wasn't my journey. It, I think it. I the. I think the hardest thing for me was that I hadn't anticipated that that kind of conversation was going to come at sixteen. I thought it was going to come now at eighteen. So it was more a little bit like that. Uh, oh, okay. Is this is this my job as mum done? Like, is this like okay? And and you know, I think when you talk about relation relationship with yourself and others in terms of know as pretty much as a single parent it's been me, it's been me and him pretty much since you know since day one so if I'm not a mum oh what the hell am I yeah. it was like and that was I really had to sit down um and work out okay what what do I do for him that I'm not going to be able to do and how do I fulfill those needs for me in a different way so you know how do I have how do I contribute how do I have that significant? What, where, where does that all fit in for me? Um, and I, you know, that that was quite that. It, it was difficult, but I think because I knew it was coming, I sat down and thought, right, okay, I need to find a different way to meet these needs. And I think a lot of parents go through that when their children are not so dependent because you you know that's your mum hat so when that mum hat and it it doesn't necessarily go but it does change it's not the same it's not the same hat when they get you know when they get to their teens it change that role your your role as a parent changes and i think that does fit in with your identity and i think if if you know that's why there's it's important to work on the relationship with yourself and not just the roles that you have and your relationship to other people because those relationships can change so the one constant is is me myself and I the others the dynamics will change the people will change those relationships will change but but the me myself and I is the one constant so if I'm not good with me myself and I then it's just a whole lot of it impacts everything else doesn't it Totally. I always say, put your own oxygen mask on first. And it's not just because I used to obviously be cabin crew many moons ago, <laughs> but that is one reason. But um, you do, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first because yeah. you, you can't, you can't breathe. You can't, nothing else will, you know, especially if you're the mother having, you know, in a family. Yeah, but as, as, you know, even just as a, a parent, if you are, if you are constantly putting everybody else first and not looking after yourself what I what behaviors are you teaching your children in that because we know that children learn from what they see and hear not from what we tell them 
So if you're, you know, you're raising young people to be healthy, fulfilled, happy adults, we need to show them what a happy, healthy, fulfilled adult looks like, not one that is kind of fulfilling the needs of everybody else. And when that isn't there is, who are they? I definitely have been through that experience myself. So a few years ago, I felt that completely. And the first little thing that I did was I got up at five in the morning to go cycling through Ashton Court every morning. And everyone was like, what are you doing, you crazy lady? And I was like, the first thing I do every day is get on my sneakers and get out. And it's for me. It's just for me. Yeah. I had to do it so early because my husband was, you know, off for work. But that was one small thing oh. um, that I started doing. And then I discovered the Miracle Morning. And so I've been doing that for years. And it is sometimes it's four in the morning. You know, it just depends. I've tweaked it. I've got other little things that I now throw in, dance around to my top 10, like no one's watching, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, there's small things you can do. Yeah, remind you that you yeah because you can I definitely got lost in everybody else and yeah and yeah. I, I think it's very it's very easy to do because it creeps doesn't it it creeps and yeah. the thing is, is giving yourself to others um and being there for other people is so incredibly rewarding it feels good so it's natural that we would want to do more than that but as soon as that balance tips it's not just damaging for you as an individual, it's damaging to those relationships with other people because you start to resent the fact that they're taking your time and your energy. So it can, it starts off as a very healthy, you know, this is my contribution, this is like where I'm, you know, significant, there's connection, there's love, there's all of those things that are really, really important. But if it's not in balance and we overdo it, it becomes uncomfortable, it becomes the negative, and it will impact not just you, but that relationship with other people, you know, and it's and that's when it's then tough because you're blaming, or, you know, we have a tendency to blame the other the other people for taking advantage. But ultimately, we've completely enabled that to happen because at one point it felt good. But that's it's what's changed for us because it's out of balance. It still feels good for them. You can't blame them for it still feeling good for something that you started. So it's just it's boundaries and balance. Yeah, it is boundaries and balance. And that's a whole nother hour. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think whether that might come up. You might have to come back in and we'll, we'll have a new topic. Thank you so much. They were great questions. Oh, thank you. And considering was... you were fourth in line and you have you saw everybody else's questions to not to repeat them, you've done very well. Ah, that was good. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. So as I said, there is another one on Monday evening at seven. Jamal's coming in with his questions. Um, so this will get uploaded to YouTube, Instagram TV, it will stay on Facebook as well. But thank you so much for your time, Joe. Oh, thank you. It's been amazing. And I will see you, speak to you all very, very soon. Bye. Wait a minute. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe.